Welcome to Necessity. I'm Lindsay Jackson. And I'm Marguerite Pierce. And today is an extremely special day. We have a visitor all the way from Richmond, Virginia. A very good friend of mine. Her name is Denisha Alphonse. This is someone that I have known over 26 years. So since I was a baby, because I'm only 26. Psych. Um, um, but this is a very dear friend of mine, and she has an amazing story to share with you all. And we're really excited about creating an opportunity for you all to hear her story, but also a platform for her to share her story. So, hi, Denisha. Hello. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for joining us. This feels kind of weird because it's like you're my friend friend and here we are, right, coming together to do this. So, Marguerite and I are really excited. Thank you so much. We are. So, I guess we'll just jump right in. So, I think I know through Lindsay that you're an author. That's right. Of a children's book series, right? So uh, make sure I have it right. We don't cry, we try. That's right. All right. So tell us a little bit about that. So We Don't Cry, We Try is a series, a book series, motivational kids series that I publish independently online um, through Amazon. And um, there's three books currently in the series. So we have the first one I started is a Kindle version, electronic, um, Play Your Horn. We Don't Cry, We Try, Play Your Horn. Um, inspired by my grandfather. Then we have uh, We Don't Cry, We Try, Back to School, mm-hmm. which is my first print book. And then we have We Don't Cry, We Try, Out to Eat, which is my new book that just came out this summer. Oh, wow. Okay, so there's three. So everybody, I hope you wrote down all those titles and you go check those out. Um, So I I guess, like, why children's books? Um, I feel so inspired by little kids. Mm -hmm. Um, They are little people that we expect so much from. And I know that um, as a child myself that it was very hard for me to to get me to do anything. Mm. So I think that, you know, to start off with um, a children's book just helps encourage children from a young age, which can help you grow into a, an adult that has, you know, a good affirmation. So children's books, you know, I have kids now. Um, I wasn't sure how to navigate parenting in a positive way when I'm frustrated. So We Don't Cry, We Try, it is, it rhymes, it's catchy. It's something that I think um, just helps me get their attention instead of saying, hey, cut that crying all the time. (laughs) You know, that's... Oh, that doesn't work? (laughs) Right, because it doesn't work for me, it doesn't work for them. Right. So We Don't Cry, We Try, it's just like, hey, we are in this together, what is your problem? We can come together and we can work this out. Yeah, see? So this is like the theme of life uh, life in general. And then like with the episode that we did a few um, weeks back, the conscious parent, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. so parenting right. as a partnership. Like so you just described that perfectly. That's it's like right. a line right out of that book. Um, I guess what has been the... I guess a breakthrough for you uh, having written these books, like from a parent, like a, from your parental perspective. 
as a parent, I realized that it really does give me the um, kind of the satisfaction of not yelling at them. It makes me feel good that, you know, that's something that, you know, I put forth. I am trying to be conscious, like you said, to speak to my kids in a positive manner. So, um, and then I know that, like I said, like they're little people and they want to try to grow up and you're trying to raise them. And for me, I know that it's difficult for me to try. Mm. It's difficult for me to want to do anything that is not watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's, it's been, Something that is twofold. Mm -hmm. So, like, I want to, you know, encourage myself and I want to encourage my kids as well to um, try and stay positive. Try and reach your goals. Try and um, do better than mm -hmm. whatever it is that maybe uh, you're doing right now that could be frustrating to both of us. Right, right. And what do you think or what has been the response from your children or other children that have read the book in it, general? I think that it does work. Consistency is always key, but um, they know that that's something that I say. Mm -hmm. So even when they're mm -hmm. not really feeling it, it's, mm -hmm. yeah, we don't cry. We try. Okay. <laughs> because it's what I say, and you, I can tell when they're not, like, they're not feeling it, but mm -hmm. it's what, it's that. What you say? Yeah. I, I I recognize that. Mm. So it does. It's a conversation starter. It bring. It helps to navigate whatever. Um, move forward in whatever else we're trying to do, and I think that that's very helpful. Have they ever used it on you? I, like I when you're getting frustrated, right. and it's like mommy. Mommy, remember, we <laughs> yes, don't cry, we yes. try. I wish Savannah would. I can't even have they, Savannah reading these books. <laughs> yeah, right. They bring it, they try to bring it back, but it's not like definitely on me. Like, say, if I drop something and I'm mad or if I feel like I can't, they don't say, oh, mommy, we don't cry, we try, which would be totally cool. And I'm waiting for that, and that's going to happen. And that's what this right. is all about, yeah. like really bringing it together and hitting it home. Like, hit me with it. Come on, remind me. that mm -hmm. You just be be ready for it, though, when it happens. <laughs> yes. Not only mommy can say that. That's right, that's right. Because so, we do that, right? Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like one set of rules for us and another set of rules that's for them. Right. And that's why right. the we is, no, we both have to try. Mm -hmm. We both have to be willing when we don't feel like it so that we can reach our goals. And and as parents, um, as adults, we really have to be able to take that in and realize that every day we are trying, every single day, mm. to make it to, you know, better ourselves. True. Hmm. Yeah, no, they're, they're just cracking up over that. Um, <laughs> I guess I had a thought and then it left me, so I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> Those thoughts come back. Yeah, they yeah come no, back. they do, they do, they do. So when you think about We Don't Cry and We Try and you wrote this book series, how does We Don't Cry, We Try kind of show up in your personal life outside of parenting? In my personal life, and I don't even realize it, but um, there's times when I don't know what to do. And sometimes I need to realize that, you know, Every day is a new day to try. It's a new day to try, and it's a new. Um, it's a it's a feeling that I, since I think about it so much, we don't cry, we try, we don't cry, we try. I think about all the times when I did try to give up, mm -hmm. and I didn't, or if I did try to give up, and finally I found my way through. Mm -hmm. And it's just through the um, the willingness to try, having um, kids that. Having boys now that 
they um, get to see me in a different light than I was once before, which really is um, helpful to me because they don't know how I used to feel, you know, before I started We Don't Cry, We Try, oh, mm-hmm. before they even came about. Um, you know, there's times when I wasn't I wasn't sure what would happen after a certain point in my life. And then I realized that I look back and it's all because of the willingness to mm-hmm. to try. Mm-hmm. And then when you try, you lead to new things that can really um, help you reach your goals. So... It really applies to you because, you, one, you're able to be reflective and kind of look at where you've been mm-hmm. and where you are now, but it also keeps you motivated to stay on track with with with, with your goals, whatever they are. Yes, and I have. The goals now that I have are to instill um, willingness into my kids. Um, my two boys that I have now I really feel are a blessing because I did have um, my son that passed away um about 12 years ago now when he was five and a half months. And I feel empowered now mm. that um, you can have such a loss and that you can actually move on. But when you when you have that loss in the beginning, you don't you don't see any you don't see the light. So, so are you saying that you didn't see the I light? I didn't see the light mm. at all. Mm. Um, and then you've. It's, it's 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 helpful now, of course, but back then, like when you don't really see any way to move past um, something that has devastated you, mm-hmm. you don't you don't even realize that you went to bed, you woke up the next day, wow, and that is part of the trying, that right. is part of the movement, that is part of the process, that is part of the, of you growing. Because I didn't just stay in my bed. You know, I every day I got I actually got up out the bed and talked to people as if nothing was had happened. Right. That's crazy to me. Like mm-hmm. now that I think about it, mm-hmm. like how did I, how did I do that? How did I leave that hospital? Right. Right. They didn't have to pull me out either. Right. Like somebody should have been pulling me out of there and I should have been I was ready to fight somebody, but I should have. I feel like th- I like I didn't fight anybody. It's amazing. It's amazing what um, God can do, and you don't. And at the moment, you really just don't realize it. Right, yeah. right. Of um, being able to like you, you, your world is crumbling, crumbling literally, and you're still able to show up because the world is still spinning exactly um and you 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 said a phrase like you were able to move on you know after your son's death but is it really moving on or is it more like getting through it i think that um it might be both and at the same Mm -hmm. time like now that the boys are here. My two boys are, you know, here, and they learned about Mijay. His name was that we called him Mijay. He was Demetrius okay. Junior. That um, you kind of have to move on. Mm-hmm. You you have to be willing to um, accept that you have a different life than what you thought you were gonna have. Mm-hmm. And um, you have, and once these little people are talking and asking questions, yeah. and you start, you try, and I. I try to uh, pr- pretty doll it up as much as I can for two little kids who wouldn't understand death and right. a death of a baby as a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that part is difficult. So for if I hadn't moved on, when I speak to them, I would feel anger. Mm. I would, I, they would see that I have a problem still, you know? So pushing through was very important and, um, it wasn't easy. It took a lot of time. I got, I, I, I cut myself off from God mm. after that because I was just trying to push through and I wasn't trying to move forward. Mm. And it's not moving forward is not letting go. You know, he's still with me. I have this chain that I wear around my neck. I do not take it off ever. (laughs) (laughs) And when I do, I feel naked. So um, he's still here, you know, and I have to try and remember that he is in my heart. And every day that, you know, he he gave me um, he gave me something it's all, it wasn't a gift because that no one can ever tell me. Oh, that that was that was a you know that was something that you know was a gift to you so that you can move on and have these two boys and do we don't cry we try. Mm-hmm. I don't see it like that, but right. he did. Um, that had to have happened for me to uh, realize what I have I have now. Mm-hmm. So, what helped you get back into? Your faith, because you felt like, hey, God did you dirty. He was like, who? God who? Right. So how did you recover from that piece of the relationship? Because I think a lot of us can rely on our faith to get us through a lot of things, right? Whether it be something good, something bad, something we planned, or something that was completely out of the blue. Um, But that faith string is pulled really hard when whatever that thing that happened affects us so deeply. So how did you, you know, make nice with God again? How did you Yeah. Um that I can't I can't remember it like when I finally said I will I will give God another chance because um I told God to kick rocks. <laughs> and so, so why are you coming back? Mm. But um my family, they still we all go to the same church. Okay. And they all still, of course, were going. And I think um, I decided to go because my gods, they asked me to be um, a godmother to my um, my cousin's son. So I went to church for the christening. And being there again and seeing everybody so, um, nothing changed for them. You know, mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. Had, was, was still there. God was the same God. He didn't change. I changed. Mm. So I think that if they didn't all go to the same church, I would not have been able, I wouldn't have found my way back. Mm. You know, like my Nana going to the church and, you know, I want to see them. I wasn't really there for God at the time, probably, but God knew that I needed to be there. And however you get somewhere sometimes is not about how you got there. It's about what you're going to do once you get there. And I was able to receive him again, somehow or another, through the grace of God. Oh, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I didn't give up. Mm. I kept trying, and I I kept I kept going back. And even though it wasn't all good, it was it was necessary. Mm. And I realized that you know. He was a faithful God, I, and I was able to keep trying because 
of that because otherwise I would have probably kept trying if I didn't go back to church and stuff like that. But what would I have been trying exactly? Right. To, right. to push God away. Right. That's what I would have been kept, kept trying to do. And that's not where I came from. Right. You know? And that's not what I was familiar with. Mm-hmm. I wasn't familiar with being so angry every day. Mm-hmm. I wasn't familiar with hating everybody and blaming other people and being like that. That was, that was not getting me anywhere. Mm-hmm. Once I started going back to church and I started being around my family again, I started to get the job. I got my jobs, you know, that I was able to move forward and start to make money again. So things started to fall into place that I was able to willing and accept Mm -hmm. that, you know, trying was very, um, was worth it. Right, right. And and I'm just curious, like, with you being able to reconcile, like, your relationship with God, like, what impact? you know, does something like this have on your relationship with like your husband? And, and you hear people's stories all the time about how people have, you know, unique experiences or unique ways to grieve Mm -hmm. or to get over loss. So, you know, you both have experienced the loss and you're both individuals, but you're also a couple. Mm -hmm. So how how did you guys surmount that? Yeah, I, I'm realizing that you can, you know, live with somebody, experience the same exact thing, and mm-hmm. you will take from it totally different right. um, experiences, and you'll feel totally different about it. So what happened was we both let God go, mm-hmm. but he did not accept God again. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that one of my purposes is, while this has been a 12 years, and this I feel like this is also very appropriate because Mijay's birthday is October 20th. Mm-hmm. And for me to be able to talk about him now is very um, helpful. So um, anyway, about Demetrius. So Demetrius, he is a special person that I feel um, he is my match. And I need to make sure that he eventually comes back to God. So right now it's a journey. And I'm... You just have to keep trying. Like, imagine if I had given up. I can't even imagine. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, it very well could have happened, but that's why we don't cry. We try is just so important because if you can be crying, but it's what you do after and during when you're crying that matters. We don't let our fears and our emotions hold us back. Mm. We can't because... Every everybody else is still doing what they're doing. Everybody was still at church, right? Living their lives while I'm over here angry. God is still blessing them, and I didn't realize He was still blessing me too. But you know, that's just one thing that when you're with somebody that experiences something like that, it's amazing how like some people they kill themselves. Right. You know, because they didn't want to try anymore. It was too much. Right. The pain was too, too to unbearable. Exactly. Right. And um, I feel like like when people pray for you, you say, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Those things have to work. Because mm. I wasn't praying for nothing. Mm. I wasn't praying for myself. I wasn't praying for Demetrius. I wasn't praying for anybody. So um, it's very important to have somebody in your life where that you can try and be grow with. And one person may be growing faster than the other, but you can't you can't leave people behind. Mm. That's my husband. You know, mm. he has he lost a baby. Mm. 
Even though we have two healthy babies now, two growing boys, you know, that pain, it doesn't really go away. Right. And sometimes when you lash out or you do something, you don't realize that you still are probably hurting and you're grieving. So that's just something that we work out together and we, we talk about it often. And we, you know, make sure that we check in with each other and yeah. things like that. And maybe we light the candle on his birthday or mm-hmm. the baby's on the anniversary of his death. Um, but yeah, having that loss really can take a toll on a couple. Yeah, I, you know, thank you for being so open with this because I, I personally can't imagine going through something like that. And, you know, having had that experience, how did you have the courage to have another baby? That was amazing. <laughs> like, how can I be so bold? Like, what is going to happen? You know, is he going to be okay? <clears throat> what can, is there anything I can do to make sure that this comes out right? So the first thing I did was I told myself that everything that I may have felt I could, I might have done wrong the last time, not gonna, that's not going to happen again. So while I'm eating, I was eating bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches, and then I'm saying that that's why the baby passed, but I wasn't doing right. that this time. I ain't going to eat that bacon. <laughs> right, you drew all kinds of correlations. Right. I want to try You made some real sacrifices because I love bacon, and I'm like, baby, new baby, bacon. Bacon might win. Yeah, I'm telling you. like it had, I had to say goodbye to the bacon. Yeah. That's crazy. In New York, so I was still living in New York, and the deli was right there. Right there, right, right. It's always in your face. It's right. in your face. That's easy. You call Poppy like, yo, Poppy, <laughs> let me get that bacon, egg, and cheese, please. It is right there, exactly. So no more of that. Um, and I I was back in church, I think, I believe, by that time, um, just, like, praying and just hoping. And then as, um, you know, making sure I go to all my doctor's appointments and Demetrius is, you know, changing his habits um, a lot for me, just making sure that we don't do the same thing. So I think that that helped He having um, Demetrius there, encouraging me to make sure, and everybody checking in, Lindsay, you know, mm-hmm. everyone making sure that um, I was good and I really uh, could not have done it with everybody being by my side yeah something that you said um Denisha and just like a conversation you and I were having was that you know when you pray for something I'd be careful right because you get it and just share a little bit about what that was like for you you were dealing with the loss but then kind of like watching other people with their kids and kind of wanting something new for yourself right right that was um very sad, like when I was working and the first job that I got after losing Mijay, um, my friend from high school, she worked there at the job too, and she was pregnant and she was having her baby. Mm-hmm. And then Mother's Day came and things that, you know, I should have my son with, a party, son, other kids' birthdays, parties coming, I should have had my baby to bring. It was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. It was devastating. The first Mother's Day was horrible. And I just sat on my couch and I, I literally asked, so what am I supposed to do today? What is today for for me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was whatever I could have made it. Mm-hmm. And I realized that then, that I could have tried to celebrate him or I could have celebrated me. I could have done anything other than sulk 
because that didn't get me anywhere. You know, and if you feel like you need to stay in your emotions, then celebrate it in a way that is um, less painful, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then praying for something, like, I prayed to have a healthy baby. I wanted that for me. Right. She has it, so why can't I have it, right. you know? So, um, just, and then you, 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 you pray and you pray and you got to be ready, though. Right, mm-hmm. right to saying? receive, yes, right? exactly. I'm like, ready for that money, God. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when Adonis was born, guess what? I'm breastfeeding as mm. soon as he comes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready, God. Like, let me show you. I prayed for this. This is how I'm going to do better this time. And then we don't cry, we try. I'm not going to yell at these babies like that. You know, it just everything started to come into place with what I wanted to change as a mother. If At first, you know, when I first had Mije, um, I was only 25. And not to say that that is that young, but at that time, I don't know if I would have developed into what I, the woman that I am today. I right. really don't. I'm not sure. But do you, are you... Are you placing blame on yourself in in some way for Mijay's passing? Because you you're saying with Adonis, like you you switched up your habits and you're doing all these things to change the outcome. So like that sounds to me like you're blaming yourself. No, I feel like not trying something different would lead me to more regret. Mm. So I just wanted to make sure that. There were no regrets this time. Okay. So I don't blame myself, but I don't think that I was ready for the pregnancy as much as I thought I was at the time. Okay. And I don't know, you know, if I was the healthiest, mm-hmm. or if I treated myself right, if I was in the right space, you know what I'm saying? With whatever things could have can um, inhibit a healthy pregnancy. So that's the only thing that. I don't blame myself. At first I did. Mm-hmm. Now I know that there isn't anything that I could do. Just not, I, I, I tried to be good to him, you know, while we were in the hospital. You know, I tried to never leave his side and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But you just never know. Like, I just don't know. Right. So so coming to, like, really acceptance, acceptance after it all. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's interesting because you were challenged to be able to accept something so major, right, and so impactful. And, like, I'm hearing this and just getting so many lessons even for myself because if I can't get a parking space or, you know, find that shirt that I wanted or get the dishes washed or get the kid in bed in time, that's a part of resistance, right, and not being accepting. Mm -hmm. And... You were able to tap into whatever you had inside of you, whether that is strength, that's faith, that's courage, um, bravery. Um, you were able to tap into those things to just be able to go forward with it and accept. You right. know? Acceptance right. is amazing. Yeah, it is. And you don't know when it's going to happen. I don't even know if I accepted it, that he's passed. It's still not fair, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. that's where every day trying to make make myself understand that you know I can't I didn't I can't play God you know I don't make the rules mm-hmm. and you just have to be able to live and ex- 
live without regret. That's what the trying is still so much about. Like, if I, I just would have more regret not trying to have another baby and see what it would be like and get that opportunity. You know, this is a great opportunity for me mm-hmm. because I had a great loss. Right. Mm-hmm. And through great losses can great come gains. great. Yeah, exactly. Right. Great gains, great opportunities. So. This is an absolute, this is a life that I asked for. So anytime I get frustrated <laughs> with my kids, we don't cry, we try, Zanisha, you asked for this. Right. What you doing? Getting right. pissed. I'm, I'm human, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you need something to bring you back to, you know, a grounded or a leveled playing field when it comes to kids. Because that snap, being snappy with them, it, that comes natural almost. Instead of the wanting to figure out, you know, especially when you're in a rush or whatever the problem is, you know? Yeah. How, like, how wild is that? Is that, like, that's the default almost. It's just like to to get to be frustrated instead of being caring and having patience and tolerance. And, you know, we have to remind ourselves of those things. But the snappy, the frustration, the yelling, that we don't even have to think about it. It's just it comes out. You're like, oh, where did that come from? Right. Right. And it makes me really see the importance, one of my own emotional management, Mm -hmm. but teaching my kid at this age how to manage her emotions emotions. so that her default doesn't become snappy and frustrated, but it becomes accepting. Right. And says, okay. Being you know, willing and trying. Or yeah. curious. Right. Right. Curious if to I can't like, have this, what's... Okay. Right. Like, this is... Okay, I'm I'm upset. Exactly. Why am I upset? Right. Mm-hmm. Why am I upset that, you know, mommy said this or my best friend said that or my mm-hmm. best friend didn't call me back? Like, why am I upset? Like, and just being in the moment, like the mindfulness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which... And I think now everybody talks now, about right. And yeah. nowadays, kids have an advantage because in some school systems, they put in that mindfulness and that self awareness. Where right. we didn't grow up with that. No, you I, know, I, I never learned anything about that until I was an adult. And or like in like some, some like some programs have like meditation or uh, right. There's some schools now. that right. they don't yeah. send kids to detention. Right. Instead, they, they send, send them to, to meditation. meditation. Right, right. and it just idea. teaches that skill. But how th- this is like positive reinforcement. Enforcement, right? right? And That's being right. able to rehabilitate, you know, poor behaviors or it's poor, restorative. right? Yeah. Exactly. Instead of like, yes, sit there in detention and think about what you've done. Right. Well, no, I'm not going to think about what I've done. I'm just <laughs> right. going to sit here and doodle in this notebook, right? Or, or work myself up uh, some more, right? Right. right. That mindfulness and meditation helps allow you to manage that. Right. So I think of that how, so would there be like a, we don't cry, we try for like adults, like parents. Yeah, can we get, can we get like we, a parent? We need book? a guide, a brochure. Every day is we don't cry, we try for adults, you know? So, <laughs> cause like you have a bad day, you're ready to take it out on everybody, mm. but you have to go to bed, wake up. It's a new day, you mm. know, and try to leave your baggage behind and, it's not, not easy, though. Yeah, I don't know. It's not easy. Being able to restart, like, see every day as a restart and a like new a opportunity. do-over, a new okay. opportunity. Sin. Instead of a punishment, Sin. like, oh, right. my God, it's, it's Monday. And yeah. this problem still and exists. Mad, right? right. You sit here yeah. in your funk for a long time. Right, and wallowing. Nothing away. is going to happen with that. Like, yeah. be mad, and you're going to sit there. Go ahead, be mad. The rest of the world is moving on without you. Right, right. 
Wow. And it makes me think of what you said, like you're home and you're suffering and you're not, you know, having that close relationship with God that you once had before. But everybody else is still at church. Right. They're still praying. They're Singing. still connecting. They're still Smiling. relying on God. Right. Hallelujah. Right. Yeah. right. Medea's in the background. And that those things are still going on, right, while we're sitting in that. Life will pass you by. Just like if you're sitting in detention and you're just mad that you're in detention. Then if you don't want to grow from it, right. you're going to be in detention tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. And it right. That, and, right. And so like to your, you know, when you were talking about, you know, you didn't want to have any regrets, which is why you were doing something different. Right. To be able to say, mm-hmm. OK, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to repeat. Right. Like, so what, what, what's the definition of insanity? Doing oh, the same, same thing, thing over and over and, and expecting a different result. Right? right. So like now that's clear to me, like that the way you explain that is like, okay, well, I'm going to make sure I do whatever it takes to, you know, make sure like Adonis is born healthy and right. and this is a successful pregnancy so and that's a healthy baby <laughs> you have to like, you was, was he a big baby yes what <laughs> oh so a huge baby he was born like a quarterback like <laughs> so solid he's solid from a baby he was solid denisha be lugging him around breast in his mouth and he like mommy give me that today like so big ass baby amazing wow he's Such still big wow he's still big solid baby right like really god held you down you asked for that i'm like yo what hormones are you injecting into this baby because right. he's massive he's huge and not like you know overweight like, right but he's like, just he's like right solid just big. Big kid. And tall because i'm five one and he's like four eleven and he's and not your husband is five eight <laughs> So they're like a little family. Oh, wow. Adonis is like, like the parent. He's, he's like, he's, 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 he's going to be the be, giant. Yeah. Go get some breakfast. <laughs> we eating bacon now. <laughs> we ain't eating no bacon. <laughs> no. We still don't eat bacon. No, they still don't eat bacon. That's funny. Oh, man. If you have like one piece of advice for someone who who might have experienced what you experienced or is, is going through it now, what what would you say that is? I would just say don't give up. Don't give up on yourself mm-hmm. because you never know what you can do until you try. Mm-hmm. And whether that be you want to move on, you know, and just find yourself without having a baby again and things like that. And it's it takes a lot to be a parent. So if you you know, lost your child and maybe you realize that maybe you could have, you know, got a little further in your career or you could Mm -hmm. take that time, Mm -hmm. take that time to think about what you really, truly want, because this is your, that's your chance. And if you do want to have another baby, um, just make sure that you are thorough in all of your medical testing. You're uh, going to maybe a genealogist. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, it's amazing what you forget to because during that time, like, there's a lot that I don't remember, yeah. and it's probably a good thing mm-hmm. because what would what would bringing all that up and it's not to say that I didn't let it go, but it can come. It you it know you hurt. could really right. right. So um yeah. So the advice I would just say is um just do those two things whichever way you decide and that it's your choice. Right. Do not let anybody else say you should have another baby. <laughs> Why? Right. Mm-hmm. I sh- or you shouldn't have no more kids. Why? Mm. Either way, it's mm. your choice. Mm. And what do you think 
you've learned the most about yourself having come out like from you know from just despair to where you are now with acceptance and happiness and you know restoring your faith what was the number one lesson i can do all things through christ who strengthens me and even if you're not religious, you have to find what strengthens you. Mm. So that is what I've learned. Mm. That was... Denisha, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so our listeners are going to be so captivated by your story, and they're going to want to know how to find you and how to get connected with you. So... What's your like your social media media handle? How do people get in touch with you? Whether it's they want to buy a book or they want to have you come on their show and right. do an that interview. Awesome. Um, but how do they get in touch with you? So, Is it nine one seven? No, four nine nine. That's our old number. New York number. <laughs> um, please follow me on Instagram at Team We Don't Cry We Try. And on Facebook, We Don't Cry, We Try. And um, I have my author um, link on Amazon. And you can buy all three of the books where Don learns We Don't Cry, We Try on Amazon.com. Awesome. Have you, have you just, I'm just like sitting with like everything that you've said during this conversation. And have you given thought or maybe you've done this already of, you know, Doing like speaking engagements or hosting groups, sessions, support groups, yeah, and and things like that. Because I think just your energy when you talk about this is is surreal. Having experienced what you've experienced, so um, yeah, like, have you considered anything like that? I have not. Consider I, not that I would never either. This is a great idea. Um, I would love to do something like that, and um, I think that Lindsay has really um, enlightened me as to what speaking about um, losing me, Jay, could really um, mean and what what it, what it has done for me today. I really appreciate it. So um, I'm open to that, but I had not think thought about it at first. Think about it. Thank you so Seed much. Seed has been planted. Yes. <laughs> Post some water on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think um, I think your story is really inspirational, and thank you. And I am humbled that that you came on here and, and shared it with us. Thank you. So I thank you. It. Yeah. Thank you. And now. It's tea time. And the T stands for try because we don't cry, we try. We're going to try to buy that book. (laughs) The E is for empower. During your weakest moments, find your source of strength wherever it may reside. And the A is for accept. Things won't go how we expect them to all the time. The first step to being transformed by your pain is acceptance. Denisha, thank you so much 
for joining us today and just sharing your soul with us. I think we were both inspired and we hope our listeners were as well. Um, And just to recap for folks, if you want to connect with Denisha, you can hit her up on IG at team we don't cry we try and on facebook we don't cry we try um and if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast i don't know what you're waiting for this is episode 10 so please subscribe (laughs) and follow us on instagram at n-e-c-e-s-s-i underscore t-e-a underscore podcast Thanks for listening.